we started we started last week uh, with the topic of um, achieving good communication. We touched on some of the key components, which I'd like to review briefly, and then try to um, find the motivation to uh, do the best we can in what's maybe the most challenging aspect. Just to summarize uh, some of the key components that we touched on last week, when uh, I'm communicating my ideas to the other person, um, I should try to be as clear as possible, except for those rare occasions where um, deliberately leaving them room for their own independent thinking. But where I want to get my ideas across successfully, I should try to take as little for granted as I can, not to assume that they have the same background or the same base of knowledge as I have, and try to give it in the fullest, clearest manner possible. And um, even try to check in with them, if I can find the way to try to hear back from them what they heard to make sure that um, what I was trying to deliver is what they received. Um, that's sort of the easier part. The harder aspect is the listening. And we know, of course, um, today's day and age for everybody, the listening is not an uh, easy task. Maybe it never was, but uh, certainly nowadays, it's no easy task. So um, especially when uh, it's a kind of a situation that involves the exchange of ideas, and we're trying at somehow the same time to uh, keep our own ideas in mind and try to be clear with them, while at the same time listening to the other person. That's definitely quite challenging. Um, and we need to be able to be calm and take that um, approach of temporarily putting our own thoughts to the side and trying to focus on what the other person is trying to share with us. And we have to be ready to ask them to repeat it when we need that. And it would be a very good idea to reflect back to them and try to share with them what we heard to make sure that we got it correctly. Um, now, of course, the highest form of this is when we accomplish the best of our ability to really get in on the other person's wavelength. Uh, whether it's a situation of sharing ideas or if it's experience or feelings where it's what we would call a real empathic listening. You are really trying to see it and hear it, understand it from their side as they see it, which is quite a, a task. It's a very great gift to a person to show them that you really get them and that you really see where they're coming from. As uh, you know, we find in Rashi that uh, manifestation of the great the love of a person is getting to know them. Like Hashem said by Avram, that's knowing the person is a sign of very close relationship and it's a cause of close relationship. So when we can give that to another person, it's a very great gift. And certainly when it comes to exchange of ideas, it will facilitate the best exchange of ideas because I'll really be hearing what the other person is saying and thinking. 
and try my best to respond to that. But of course, this is a really um, great accomplishment, really get in to where somebody else is and to really hear where they're coming from. Um, it, it really needs very much to have real respect for the other person and for their ideas and for their experience. Um, but I, I think it's worth noting, we're gonna try to provide some basis for motivation that can help us to accomplish that. But even before that, I think it's very worth noting that um, even on the more basic level of just real good attention, giving the person the opportunity to share with me whatever they want to share to the best of their ability, even if I'm not making that maximum effort of really getting in on their wavelength, but I'm available, I'm giving sincerely my time, my attention, I'm ready to hear them out and interested to hear what they have to say and open to hear what they have to say. That is also a very valuable gift to the person and enables them to really get in touch with their ideas and their experiences. And it has a benefit. We should not uh, look at it as like all or nothing. Either I really got into their shoes and into their mindset or I didn't give them anything valuable. A real good attentive listening uh, is also very valuable to the person. It may not produce the maximum kind of a back and forth that we would hope for. Because leaving it up to them really to um, communicate to the best of their ability. Um, but it is also something very worthwhile to try to give to the other person and that we can also gain from. And we'll try to come back soon to uh, what could help us to achieve that highest level of really getting in on their wavelength. Uh, another component that we mentioned was to be um, sort of prepared for the very real possibility of having very, very different ideas and views and even very different understanding of the facts on the ground. People can have, um, for lack of any other way to describe it, divergent reality. And certainly when it comes to um, ideas and viewpoints, we could, we could discover that we're very far apart, even from somebody who we consider ourselves, you know, quite um, close to and maybe similar to. So we should be ready for that possibility so that we don't get thrown off by it, so that we can react with something like, um, well, that's amazing. I never would have thought that uh, you would see it that way. And I personally have a very different kind of view and it could be okay. So it helps to be prepared for that um, eventuality, shall we say. Um, and another uh, idea that we mentioned was that um, we should be sort of on guard against a natural tendency to get pulled into a um, discussion, or even some kind of difference of opinion, some kind of debate, um, not to get pulled into 
becoming essentially competition, trying to win the argument, um, trying to use it as a means of proving even to myself, my ability, my success in this endeavor. It may not have been our original intention and plan, but since there's such a powerful drive in a person to look for ways to establish ourselves as being proficient and successful and even um, superior. So we should try to be on guard for that and try to sort of like not let that happen, even if it starts almost like taking over um, without our even having intended it to be the real motivating force here. It's easy to get sort of sucked into it, um, even unintentionally. So sometimes a little humor helps to uh, diffuse that and get us refocused. Um, but essentially, if we if we are aware that um, there's a much greater purpose involved here, especially if it's for the sake of Torah learning, that hopefully we can try to stay focused on the real benefits that we can gain ourselves, that we can give to another person, and. Um, avoid letting it become, you know, us against them kind of a situation. Yay. How does that sound so far, Abaisai? Any, uh, any thoughts, comments, questions? Agreement is also welcome. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you with me? Ah, oh. now I know somebody's with me. Okay, did, did, did everything make sense so far? Any any um, responses? Welcome. You could say yes, no, say it again. Not promising I'll say it again, but any responses? Welcome. Okay. Okay. So now I will. I would like to try to address. Um, what hopefully could help us, what could provide some good motivation, good inspiration to be able to actually do that hardest part of trying to really get in on somebody else's wavelength and make the communication as real as possible to try to share our thoughts in the most easily receptive way with the greatest respect and humility, but course with clarity and honesty and at the same time trying to hear where the other person is coming from and best sincere way that we possibly can and it's not an easy thing to do to really like try to get in on their wavelength it could take like some real hard thinking to try to really like figure out what they mean uh, they may they may give their best explanation, but we may may not still not be enough for us to grasp it just by listening. We may need to do real good thinking, and of course, real good attention. Um, and certainly, when it comes to um, person's personal experience, to be really empathic and give the respect that it's, that's warranted is also not a simple task. But in the intellectual realm, maybe it's even especially challenging because we may have our own different ideas 
and to be able to put our ideas and our thoughts aside and focus on somebody else's, that's um, not easy at all. So what can help us to accomplish this? And why should we want to accomplish this? What makes it uh, worthwhile? Let's see what we're dealing with here. Let's, let's uh, you know, explore or remind ourselves what really we're trying to uh, achieve in any real uh, back and forth, good attempt at good communication in uh, total learning. So we have to, you know, start the basics. What are we trying to achieve when we're learning something together in uh, study of Torah? So we know uh, Chaim Velazhin tells us that uh, in any aspect of learning Torah, we are attaching ourselves to Hashem Himself because everything in the Torah is the revelation of Hashem's desire, Hashem's ratzon, Hashem's das, and that is one with Hashem. Like he uses the Lashem. Is Davik by his Barach Mamash, ki who is Barach Ratsainai Khat. That applies to any halacha, even Agaratas also of the same nature. And he says later in that uh, section that um, when any person is involved in learning Torah, Hashem is also saying the same words that a person is saying. So that is itself very powerful. And of course, the more the understanding, the greater is that connection being achieved. And the Ramchal clearly spells out that the peak spiritual connection to Hashem is given to us through the Torah. Hashem attached to the Torah, a spiritual influence that is the closest thing to Hashem himself. And the, the degree of this is commensurate to the degree of understanding that a person reaches, of course, according to his ability. Like we find also in the Sefer Achinuch, that a person will achieve the peak pleasure, which is the fulfillment of the mitzvah of Avas Hashem, when he delves into the Torah and comes to understand Hashem according to his ability. So each person, according to their ability, and has this opportunity to achieve the highest form of connection to Hashem that a human being can achieve. So what we're aiming for is something very, very great. Of course, it has infinite levels. We're given to strive for as much as we can. And then, of course, Hashem helps us a lot. And the goal is the maximum understanding. Well, what do we need to achieve that understanding? It, it, it's true that um, we may not feel this like so readily, easily, because it's not essentially emotionally based. It's more intellectual based. But uh, it does seem from the Rishonim, from the Rambam, in the Sefer HaMitzvah, and in the Sefer HaChinuch, I mentioned by the Mitzvah of Talmud Torah, and also by Nebachi, and in Dvarim by Shema, where it says the Mitzvah of and also in Sefer Kemach, that a person can achieve very great pleasure 
through that delving into the study of Torah and coming to recognize Hashem. So it would seem to indicate that when we reach a kind of a uh, depth of wisdom, that we can sense is beyond the human thinking, where we can sense that we're making contact with something that is clearly of a divine nature. And it requires very, very um, powerful efforts for a person to be granted that kind of a clarity. Chazanish writes about um, after a person engages in the process of learning in the proper fashion, there comes a clarity, a, a, a grasp that gives a very, very great um, pleasure to the intellect. So we can't expect it to happen on any single occasion, but all the effort that we do put in is worthwhile for those occasions that we can experience it a little bit. But um, of course, essentially, this is going to be experienced in the eternal existence. So we should not like um, be disappointed if we're not actually feeling it right now. The the uh, essence of this connection to Hashem is not dependent on our feeling that connection. Of course, it helps us, and it is indicated that it is possible to gain some kind of uh, emotional experience of oinig, of great pleasure. But the the value of the learning in terms of a person preparing and achieving Hashem's plan, that's that much we can be aware of. We can know that Hashem wants to give us infinite, infinite good. And this is a very, very primary aspect. How is that? Through the toiling to gain understanding of of Torah at every level that we gain that understanding. So the more that we come to understand it, the more clarity that we get, the more that we are achieving that unique type of closest to Hashem. That will be the maximum spiritual influence, and it may affect us in many good ways that you know we might not even know to attribute to this. It's very hard for a person to identify, like, how did I become different? Why do I look at things differently now? What helped me to become more mature, understanding, broader, deeper person? It's very hard to pinpoint. Sometimes there are unique, like, breakthrough points that we could say, oh, something very good happens at this time, in this, in this session, or in this experience. There are things like that. But many times, we don't have anything that we can actually pin, pinpoint and point to. But we can trust that everything of the Torah that is as being engaged in a true, sincere fashion is contributing to that. The Shiva used to say that um, it could take people years till they realize that they've gained in their ability to understand learning. It could take five, we say it could take five years till a person has a sense that have a better grip on things. Nothing like so amazing, so even like very obvious, just has a sense that, he has a better grip. 
I had the experience of one one time trying to repair and realizing that I'm okay if I'm confused. And I realized that there are a lot of problems and it's, it's not expected to be clear. And I don't have to feel like, you know, I don't know how to, how to do this so well. And, you know, I realized that somehow it became okay with except the reality that learning could be very difficult, very confusing, having a lot of problems. That was like, you know, a moment of realizing, oh, some progress has been made. I'm okay with being confused. That's also a kind of progress. So you think sometimes it takes a while till we see how things come together. You have to be patient. And sometimes we're not gonna be able to even, even pinpoint, or like how did the learning that I did till now produce this, that I could know something clearly, that I could have a grasp of, that I could see something beautiful in it. I can have some idea of what the Ramban and Rajba are arguing about, like, or this, what the Sisforna is saying. But Ramban is saying like, oh, that came from something. So I think it's worth um, having a little patience and belief. Um, the Rashiva stressed very much that it doesn't come from our natural brilliance. His father said he never met an Eloi. What does that mean? If a person did not work hard, he did not know Pshat. He could know all the information, be able to quote everything without hard work. The real clarity of the basic reading did not come to a person. So, um, and the Chavetz Chaim brings from the grow. Every person has his own unique share in Taira. That's what he calls us the, 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 in the Pasuk, each person has a treasure that's buried for him in the Taira that he has to try to discover. He gives the marshal there at the The father left uh, uh, yeah, yeah, his will or tabo information to his sons that the time of the war he had to hide his money and he buried one chest filled with gold and silver for each one of his ten sons somewhere at the bottom of the mountain outside the city. And of course, they're going to go take their shovels and their axes and they're going to dig and dig and dig till they find that treasure. So the Chavaz Chaim says, so to every person has his share of Torah. says, what a person is drawn to, that's like a sign of where it is. And he has his portion that's buried there that he has to find and dig it up. So the first stage is developing good ability. And then continues. Uh, Rabbeinu Bahaya says that a person will learn more from the Torah, even from his Rabbeinu, because once he has the skill of learning, then he can apply it to the Torah and he will gain continuously more Chachma. That's how it's supposed to work. But again, it's very important to, uh, you know, to know this reality that every person has their share. And when it comes to something of infinite value, you cannot put a measurement on it. You cannot make comparisons, really. 
each neshama has its tafkid, its share in Torah. That if it's a share in Torah and the Dvar Hashem, Tveikas Bashem, is of infinite value, it cannot be measured. Does that make sense? Okay. <laughs> so we're striving for something very great. And every level of understanding better is making a major difference. So what do we need to understand something of Torah? Well, the Mashal explains the Gemara Marcus that says that um, if a person um, learns by himself, it's considered um, a very um, serious matter. The Torah has to be learned with Chaveirim because the Torah is so deep and so difficult to ascertain its true meaning that it can only be reached through that what he calls pulpul vahidut, through the interaction, through the discussion, through the conversation, through the argumentation, through the back and forth of the chaveim one with another, is the only way that the true, full, the full and true understanding of Torah can be uncovered. A person learns it by himself. It's like he's showing that Torah is like, uh, like, like other books of law that are made up by people that don't need that kind of a process. That's not good. So um, if we realize that we kind of get it on our own, so then we'll, we'll be able to really value what is happening when we're involved in any kind of a good interaction with somebody else in the study of Torah. And we'll want to maximize it. We'll want to really get on their wavelength as best we could, so that there will be the best interaction. And of course, if this is what we're involved with, we'll want to give them as much as we can give to them, which includes, of course, giving the opportunity for their ideas to be heard and for us to take them in if we can and uh, for them to clarify them, which is part of this process. And of course, for us to try to share whatever we can that uh, could be valuable to the other person, which requires that process. So the more that we show that we're hearing them, the more open they are to hear us. Now we'll make, of course, for the best kind of communication. Of course, it needs patience. But uh, if we know that we need each other, then that can help. And then, of course, there's the aspect of uh, we find in Mission Avos. Of David Melach, the Komalamda is Kalti. And who is the Chacham? The person who will learn from anyone. And, and even if it's a situation where, as David Melach could know full well, the person knows much less than him. But still, especially like the Chavitz Chaim says, every person has their Chalik and every person has their own unique thinking. You know, we don't look alike and we don't think exactly alike. And Anyone at any moment could have something to contribute that will help us to gain some clarity. So we should be open to that. In any Torah learning situation, that somebody who is even like much younger, much less experienced, could have an angle to contribute. Um, like 
like we're saying from the Chavitz Chaim, that each person has their own unique chilek. And um, we find even a person himself in his own learning cannot trust what he understood right away of his, of his own thinking. He should think it over again. The Mishnah stresses, as soon as then, when you think it over, you gain more clarity. So certainly through that process of listening, of hearing, We never know, um, you know how it's going to come to us, where it's going to come from. So that um, is a good motivation to really be open to hear other person's view on something. And even sometimes somebody who's like sort of new to the whole experience has like a fresh view, something that, you know, you wouldn't think of. You have, have an angle that would never, would never enter our mind. So that's also part of that process of being open to hear, to allow, to be included. Many different viewpoints. So we can, we can have the means of like, let me try to hear, maybe I'm able to take something from this. Maybe there's somebody that I, very possible, somebody that I missed. And Mr. Sasham, you know, in his describing the Midevanova, I mean, it's beyond belief what, what it says there, but he's saying, you know, now, generation, are, we're very weak. We're prone to error, and uh, what we know is very, very little. So it should be easy for us to have that humility and realize that there could be a lot that we didn't see in this topic, as we can know from our own experience when we go over something again, as the Tan is telling us to do on any occasion, and especially when you know we're with somebody else and they have something to contribute. The Chavos uh, Lomas is saying we should approach uh, after we have, you know, more maturity as if we never learned something before. We should approach the words of the Torah, the words of the Chavim, with, with a totally fresh view. So then, of course, we'll be open to, to gain whatever we, can, whatever we can gain. It's like, I have nothing <laughs> trying to approach it, like totally from scratch. So certainly that will support that and uh, hopefully help us to have that best kind of communication possible. But we're seeing that that's the only way that, that the topic is clarified, is through the back and forth. It helps to bring out from myself, helps me to hear from somebody else and be able to respond to that. In a certain sense, like, it's not just a matter of my sharing my ideas, and receiving the other person, whatever they can share with me. But it's almost like we don't even know what's gonna be coming out here. There's no way to predict the, the new understanding that will come to each of us through this process. So we need to have an openness to, like, like the Chazal is showing, like, like the Chazal is showing, like the Mishnah was showing, we should be open to discover a whole new understanding that we didn't have before. So that's all part of what can happen when there's real give and take, when there's real back and forth. So I think this can help us a lot when it comes to Torah learning and a certain sense it applies also when you're hearing from a person about their experiences, because the human being is so complex and so deep. And whenever somebody is able to share something 
of their experience and their 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 feelings, their their life. We can learn a lot from it. So we'll be giving them of that listening ear and that true and real respect and value of their experiences and whatever is going on in their life. And we'll also at the same time be learning something of the complexity of the human being, which is very valuable. I've learned so much from people who have shared things with me, amazing things that I could not have imagined beforehand. So I think we could say that we've seen so far three levels in the process of listening. There's one, giving somebody their real good attention. There's the second one of really trying to get on, on their wavelength to hear and gain whatever we can and to respond the best way possible and give back to them the best that we can and enable them to share with us, which is a great gift in achieving the understanding of Torah, which is the peak spiritual achievement. And the third level is that there can even be total new discovery for both of us of what we had thought before. It's not only a matter of I'm sharing my thoughts, they're sharing their thoughts. We may have, we may both wind up with totally new thoughts in this process. And I think that sort of brings us to the, 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 the peak form of this kind of experience. Because if we really need each other in this kind of way, to, to hear from one another and to discover together, then that means that there's a real team effort going on here. We're really doing something that's really together, that we really need each other for. So in a sense, we are both striving for, this, for the same very great goal. And we're doing it through each other's help to the other as a, in a real unified way, in a way that neither one of us could accomplish the same thing by themselves. And the more that we are respecting the other person, showing that we recognize the value of what they have to contribute and their uniqueness, then it's with a foundation of real respect for one another. So we are like bringing us to the place of what the Rambam describes as the name of Aristotle, as the peak form of Ava between Chaveri. The peak, the, the highest level of true Ava of one person to another is when they're both striving for the same good, true, valuable goal, goal of truth. And they want to achieve it together by helping one another. And we're seeing that when it comes to learning Torah, it has to be through the help of one another because we cannot do it on our own. And each one has what to contribute. So we are, we are doing it together and we must do it together. So then, then, then we have everything we need. We're Klaishol, we're united, we're, bro we're brothers, and we're striving together to understand Hashem's Torah through the help that we can give to one another. So what could be greater than that? So that kind of experience is really worth making the effort 
to get on somebody's wavelength. Because not only will we be achieving understanding of Taira, we'll be achieving the mitzvah of and its peak level. And also it'll be very enjoyable. <laughs> Is that Rambam, the one on Avos? Yes, that, uh... yes, yes. Starts from Aristotle, three levels in Ava. That, that's... Three or, three or four, yeah. Meaning that that's not on the page, but it's before that, uh, he says it? It's not, yeah, that part's not on the page, right? <laughs> it was hard to fit everything on, you know. So I had to condense it, but you can find it there. He, he describes, and um, and it, it would seem like this is all contained in the Gemara and Saita that talks about two Talmina Chamim in the city, that it's a very real obligation upon them to be noichim halacha, to be agreeable to one another, to be helping one another. Rashi says. To, to learn from one another and to teach one another. They're supposed to understand to, to learn from one another and to teach one another. It's like being described as a really joint effort, a real joint effort of each one teaching the other and learning from the other. Each one has what to, to provide. Like, like we find in the Gemara, that's uh, the Tan, the Rebbein said, he learned very much from his Rebbeim, more from his Chaveirim, and even more from his Talmidim. Because they ask good questions, has to be answered, brings out more clarity. And the Rebbein there compares this Ava to the Ava of the Rebbe to the Talmud, Talmud to the Rebbe. That means because they are in the highest form helping each other to achieve understanding of Torah. So there's a, uh, like a profound responsibility placed upon them to recognize this, to appreciate this, to have that commitment to each other, to bring about that kind of an experience together. They could do so much, so much good together. They could create so much good by giving to each other and receiving from one another, meaning, to, to, to make that achtus of one with the other, which is, is also critical for Torah, but it is a great mile in its own right. So, um, of course, it's worth um, undertaking that kind of mindset. So if I'm approaching it that kind of way, that we are, we are a team here to try to gain the understanding of Hashem's Torah and the peak spiritual influence that comes from it. So then, of course, I'm going to want to hear what you're saying. I'm not going to reject it. I'll tell you honestly, best I could, why maybe I don't see it the same way. I might be surprised. Maybe I will agree. <laughs> it can happen. But even if I don't, even if it's a situation like uh, the Gemara Kedushin describes, where at, at first they're opposed to each other, fiercely opposed, asking on one another, not accepting the the answer that the other one is giving, but still at the end it comes to Ava, because that's the process that clarifies the learning. And that's what they're engaged in together. They're attempting to understand Hashem's Torah through each other's help. There's no guarantee that they're going to see eye to eye, but that's okay. It's okay if they don't wind up seeing eye to eye. They're engaged in that process, and it, there is clarity that is achieved 
through that back and forth, through that give and take, like the Masha says, through the chidud and the pilpul. Okay, the Bishon says at the end, when it comes to, you know, this, making a decision, you have to come to a decision, the best has to decide whose far is the best one and put aside, you know, anything of my own personal, try to be totally objective, that's like the final stage. But even in the process, to be able to respond, to have real communication, I have to get on the wavelength. What can empower me to get on the on other person's wavelength? Oh, I want to gain the chachm of the Torah. I want to hear what he's saying. Maybe I could take from it. Or if I'm going to respond to it, I have to understand it in order to respond to it. I have to show my understanding. Of course, I can't talk over him because then he's not going to be sure that I really understood what he's saying. So I have to first show him, let me say what you're saying. And I'll say, oh, yeah, you got it. You got me. <laughs> I'll say, now I'll tell you why I see differently. And I'll say, oh, okay, let me hear. So um, I, I hope that, you know, uh, we could <laughs> experiment with this and, you know, try to see if we can have this kind of experience. Of course, it helps us talk with somebody you have good friendship with already, <laughs> where he's okay if you tell him, I love you, but I don't see it the same way. <laughs> and then we could try to expand it, you know, in more and more situations where we undertake that kind of an attitude of we're a team, we need each other. We're striving to understand Hashem's Torah. It's not about, you know, who knows how to learn better. It doesn't have to be about that. We don't need that. We have better than that. Much better, much better uh, good feeling than feeling I'm the best. Is feeling we're together to try to grasp something of the Chachmah Hashem. And that's a big zechus to get the Siyat Shmaya. Chaim Shmuel stresses that very much in that piece and other places. That uh, not only was my Mirasinai Kishech Ablevacha, it had to be, but an ongoing uh, process of receiving Torah and these Achdus of Chal Yisrael. Can okay, I just I ask I... practically? Yes. Practically, ahead, does uh, yes. this? Yes. Do you find this to actually happen in the real world in any kind of controversial subject where people <laughs> in the real world communicate this way? Wow. Um, it, it's hard. It, it's hard to know whether it could happen. Of course, it doesn't happen too often. I think because people are sort of, you know. Um, very attached to their ideas and sort of very naturally defensive about their ideas and, you know, very sort of, I don't know, afraid, unfortunately. If we can communicate to somebody that everything is good, you know, we're here to hear them out. We want to hear what they, what, what they have to say. I mean, they, they shouldn't go on and on forever, you know, in a reasonable amount of time. But, you know, we really want to hear what they have to say. Then hopefully it could be eased a little bit. And when you're starting off, you know, with diametrically opposed places, it's going to be very hard, you know. When, when the Ramban was deba debating the bishop, you know, it wasn't going to be like this. <laughs> would not be expected. 
So, you know, <laughs> so I, but, but in a situation where we're really on the same team, yeah, we, we, we both want to understand this Taisvis. Uh, could we look at it very differently? Okay, so I cannot like be drawn into the rejection of the other person right away. They have to be like enabled to receive. How are they can be empowered to receive? If I could receive, if I could hear, if I could, if I could show them, I hear what they're saying. And, at the, and then, not a simple task to really like put my myself aside and my thinking aside, getting get on their wavelength. It may be painful. In some situations, it can be painful. Because <laughs> it's like so foreign, so, some, like so not okay with it. But still, to be able to hear it out and then say, okay, let me show you where I see it a little bit different. Maybe to highlight, there's some things that we could agree upon, but here's where we're seeing it different. Maybe they could see, oh, okay. I could see, you could see it different. That's already. Making a suffix is always much more effective than a vadai. <laughs> People are much more receptive to a suffix, so we can get in. <laughs> so it's always better not to prove them wrong, just could you see a possibility? Oh, okay. F sure. It's really also, I think, helpful to project being okay with divergent reality, which is not a simple thing. Plus, there's someone that you're close to, to have like real divergent reality. <laughs> You know, you're freezing and your wife is boiling. <laughs> it's freezing in here. No, it's hot in here. As a simplistic mushroom, which is not even so crazy. So, and when that spreads out into, you know, other areas of life, you know, like we're barely making ends meet. Like, no, we could spend this fine and everything is fine. We got plenty of money. And that's just, we're making enough. We have money in the bank. It's okay. We could buy this. No, 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 we need to save. And then, like, you can have, based on a lot of factors, not usually not all intellectual, but it doesn't matter. They totally divergent reality. So, if we are okay that, yes, this is a phenomenon that Hashem made in the world, Hashem made divergent realities. Okay, now how do we manage it? <laughs> There's no, sometimes you cannot get the other person onto your side with all the best efforts. Go around their side, you see their side, you try to get them, bring them in your side, they're not coming. Then we have to deal with the fact that we have divergent reality and try to manage it the best way possible. And that's all what Hashem is giving us to struggle with and to grow from. Because there's no purpose for anything else in our life except that, to come close to Hashem. And even though we always forget it, if we can try to remember it sometimes, that's very helpful. <laughs> Whatever is going on, it's like, okay, this is the gift, embrace it. Surrender in a good way, okay. It's supposed to be traffic now. I thought I was going to get to the appointment on time. I'm not going to. 
is Hashem wants it to be. Now, how do I, how do I, now, how do I approach it? What do I do now? <laughs> so, in this sense, also that it could be over very important things. Sometimes even life issues. You know, when it comes to learning, you know, we can manage. And sometimes it also gets very, very intense between people. But we're able to accept that it could happen that we cannot see eye to eye. And how do we proceed? <laughs> we don't lose respect. It doesn't threaten us. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not threatened. How could it be that you know my wife shouldn't see it the way I see it? My best friend doesn't see it the way I see it. My rebbe doesn't see it the way I see it. My chavusa, my chavusa, fifty years doesn't see the way I see it. it. Means what? I don't know. I mean, I'm crazy. No, no, I'm not crazy, and they're not crazy. It could be. It's okay. <laughs> Try it. See what happens. If you don't have this in your life experience, you know, that's okay too. But if you do and you can somehow embrace that, it can really help a lot. <laughs> can imagine the pandemic gave us all of this experience in oh, some wow. way or another. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. 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 Now, yeah. Very, very clear. Oh. Wow. And each one is quite convinced that their view is the, is the correct one. No, it's the question. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay.